Hello, Hope Church. How are you? I need to say this again. God is good. All the time. God is good all the time. We are living in a very strange and also very difficult season, aren't we? This uh, COVID-19 pandemic, uh, we, we are still working through this thing, and, and many of us, many are still struggling through these issues, and as well as the demonstrations and the cry for justice and other things in our nation, we are living in a very difficult times. It remind, God, God reminded me one of his promises. He said, those who look to him will be radiant. Their faces will never be ashamed. When you look to our God, we find strength and anchor in our lives. We are able to walk this life with joy and strength. Past few weeks, we have been, God has been taking us to some of the core important truth in the word of God so that we may anchor our hearts and lives on the word of God, that we may live and experience the grace and mercy of God in this life. And a few weeks ago, God took us to the great, greatest commandment, showing us the compassion of God and how that we are called to love the Lord our God with all our hearts and minds, soul and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. And we also saw how compassion of God feels something, does something, it costs something. And we saw that compassion of God best manifested on the cross through our Lord Jesus Christ. And God also took us to the great commission Christ gave us before he ascended back to the Father, that we should live as witnesses of Christ and we may who will make disciples of all the nations because it is his heart. God who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Last week, Pastor Mimi shared and gave us the word about the heart of God, the father heart of God. Our God is a perfect father who not only searches out and looks for the broken ones, but also Passionate waits for the broken ones to return back to him and find life and hope in him. And we may become sons and daughters into his arms, into his house. Today, God is leading me into uh, Isaiah 56, 7. This is Hope Church's destiny text. This is the mandate the name God has given us as a church over 20 years ago, calling us to be house of prayer for everyone, all the peoples, all the nations. I don't know about you, time after time I go back to this passage, the promise God has given, God will meditate and God will highlight different aspects of who we are called to be, a church that God called us to be. And, and in... Today's passage uh, in ESB version, it says in this way, and I will bring them to my holy mountain and cause them to rejoice in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be acceptable upon my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all the peoples. Let's pray a little bit.
Let's come. Father, we just come before you today. We draw near this afternoon. Father, we come. We worship you. We look to you. Lift our eyes unto you, God. We ask right now, God, your word that you will speak to us. You will meet with us. We want more than good teaching. We want more than good preaching. We want your presence in our lives. We want to meet with you. That you will speak to us, God. That we will encounter you. We love you, God. Be with us. Strengthen us, God. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Before we go into our text, Isaiah 56, 7, I want us to do a little bit of context to look at the word, how this passage, the promise is given, what kind of context it was given. In, in Isaiah 56, God begins to declare that the people should live justice, justly and fairly with all people because his salvation is coming to the people quickly. It's coming to all the peoples. In verse 3 it says, let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, the Lord will surely separate me from his people. And let not the eunuch say, behold, I am a dry tree. For thus says the Lord to the eunuchs who will keep my Sabbath, who chooses the things that please me and hold fast my covenant, Verse 5, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord and to his servants, everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it and holds fast my covenant, verse 7, our text says, These I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Verse 8, The Lord God, Adonai, says, who gathers the outcast of Israel declares, I will gather yet others to him beside those already gathered. God was speaking to Israelites and God was saying he's bringing his salvation to all the peoples. And as I, as I reflect, as I consider this text, our, uh, our destiny text, the name from, of our church, Hope Church come from, I just, I, I just want to go through a few things and I want to highlight what God is saying to us a little bit. It begins by really the thought that really God highlights to me is that it is God is building his house. God says, my house. Or Jesus says, my father's house. In Matthew eleven seventeen, Mark eleven seventeen, 17, when Jesus was clearing the temple because of what they have turned the temple into, Jesus began to teach and say to them, it is it not written, my house, he's quoting Isaiah, shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations. But you have made 
made it into a robber's den. In, 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 John, in John's gospel, Jesus, when he clears the temple, calls that house, my father's house. You see, God is building his house. Not our house, not building an organization that we are building for us. God has said, hope is, will be my house. It is God's house. It is God who is the owner of the house where, where God the Father loves to come. And this is where the, he loves to come and dwell. He is building. He is the one who will decide who will be part of it, who will not be part of it. He will be the one who will say who doesn't belong, who will belong. He is the one who invites all our Father's house. Hope is to be our Father's house. Not run as an organization, run by people. In John 14, 2, Jesus says, In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it was not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. In our Father's house, Jesus said, many, many rooms. He is building his house. Hope is to be his house, God's house. Second thing that really comes to me, God reminds me is, he said, in that place, he will cause them to be joyful. Uh, one of the uh, pics that I found on Google search, I like it because it highlights a, a, a section here. It says, I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy, the big, bold joy in my house of prayer. See, God says, in that place, I'm going I'm to cause them to be joyous. Who? The foreigners who are not allowed to come in. The eunuchs who are imperfect, who, are, who had uh, uh, brokenness in their body. They were not fit to come into the temple. And the foreigners who are not people of God, they could not, they are not allowed to come. But God says, in that, my house, when, when he's bringing the salvation through Jesus Christ, they healed, they will be rejoicing because they will be accepted there. People who are not acceptable before are not accepted. Those people who are rejected now welcome into the house of God. Let me, let me read that. I, I highlighted that word over there. And I will, bring, I will bring them to my holy mountain and cause them to rejoice in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be acceptable upon my altar. You see, until now in the law, it declared those who have defects in their body are not fit to come in to the temple. They are not allowed to join God's assembly. Those are foreigners who are not God's people. They don't belong in the God's house. It's a religion everywhere, not only Christianity, everywhere, all the places you go, they always divide who is in, who is out, who belongs, who does not belong, who is outcast, who is in, 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 inside people, all those things. But God says when he, brings, when he brings salvation through Christ, when God is building his house, God said those who are rejected are now accepted by faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. They are no longer rejected, they are no longer separated from Christ or excluded, they are now brought in. Therefore, there will be joy in the house. There will be joy in my house. My God says, hope will be a place where true joy will be experienced to all people. 
And the third thing I see here God is highlighting to me is house of prayer. Let me go back to the verse again. Isaiah 56, 7. It says, we see here, their burnt offerings and their sacrifice will be acceptable on my altar. You see, the temple they had those days. People went in, they brought animals for sacrifice, for the forgiveness of such sins. And that was the main, one of the main things they did. And they forgot the whole point of sacrifice wasn't just to be forgiven. It wasn't just that they'll be cleansed from the sins in their lives. That it was so that they may come in. They may meet with God. See, the temple. It was the, the outer court is where the offerings, the sacrifices were done. But inner court is where you go in and meet with God. God's desire was that God's house would be a place where we meet God. Where we house a prayer, where we bring our knees before our God, we talk to our God, how we meet with God and we find our hope and we find our answers in Him. The sacrifice and offerings made us available to come in to the house of prayer. But now with Christ Jesus coming as our sacrifice, sacrifice is done. We can come in. God's house now becomes a house of prayer. Place where our cries are heard. Place where we come and meet with our Father and meditate on Him and spend time with Him and meet with our God. For in His presence is fullness of joy. In a house of prayer is where you find God's presence. Now this, this is what God was highlighting to me this whole week. It's, and then he says, because the word for is important here. For my house shall be called house of prayer for all the people. The word for or because. Look at the verse again. Same verse again. See? It will be accepted on my altar for because my house shall be called a house of prayer. As I look at the whole con- whole story of the passage, whole point was not even about, not as much about house of prayer. It is not only, not only that, it really is about, it is for all people. For my house shall be called house of prayer for all the peoples. This is why he was mentioning about eunuchs who didn't belong. They talked about foreigners who didn't belong. You see, God's house, hope is about where all peoples, everyone is invited in. Everyone is coming in. I realized when God gave us this name 20 years ago, hope was a tiny little ministry in a, in a Korean American English ministry. Small group of people. We are very Korean, small bunch. In that time, God began to call us. You are not just, you are, you are called to be hope. House of prayer for all the people. And in that time, God began to and transform us, began to make a community. I remember, I remember year 2003 when I went to Kansas City to pray and fast and seek God. God gave me a word from a prophetic lady. Isaiah 55.5. I remember because number is so simple. 555, 55. The people you do not know will run to you. People you do not know will run to you. God was saying that, that people that I do not know, God, they're, they're God was bringing. The hope is becoming house of prayer for all the people. Since then, by 2007, hope no longer occurred in church. And in 2008, hope became an independent church 
birthed out of a mother church, Korean immigrant church. Because you're no longer Korean church, we are church of all peoples. And since then, we, uh, we have for six years, we moved from school to school for six years. I do about three or four different schools, we bounced back and forth. We had lugged, lugged all our luggages and all our equipments week in, week out. And when, when we prayed about weather, because whenever there's any inclement weather, school would be closed, we could not worship. We prayed and we asked and all those things. And four years ago, God brought us to this place. Gathering place. What I saw is in that time, God was making us hope house of prayer for all the people. Where all people, all races, all background are able to come, become a house, in, in a house together. You see, it's for all peoples. I like the word people. Some translations say nations. You can do that way, but I like the word people is better because nations often a bigger word. In a nation, there are many, many peoples in it. Like America, this USA has many, it's filled with many, many peoples in, this, in it. Not always, you know, behaving nicely to one another, but many peoples within nations. This is God is, it is house of prayer for all the peoples. You see, God was speaking, really giving us a name and speaking to us what Apostle Paul declares one of the most fundamental truth in the Bible, Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 to 28. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Regardless of where you're born, regardless of what kind of background in Christ Jesus, by faith in Christ Jesus, you're all sons of God. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Look at the next verse, powerful verse. Because there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. You see, God was saying his house will be, shall be called house of prayer for all the peoples. Because in Christ Jesus, by faith, all people, whether man or woman, whether Jews or Gentiles, whether slave or free, all are brought in and become a family of God, become people of God. This is why in that passage God was talking about eunuchs and foreigners, those who doesn't belong, those are excluded, they are all now brought in by the blood of Jesus Christ. I realized God was speaking to our church long time ago, giving us a name, declaring, getting us ready for the seasons we are in. We are in the midst of a season where we, our nation is struggling with racism and different issues. You see, church is called to be different, called to be heavily minded, eschatological community. I'll explain the word a little later. Because what I use in many, many years, eschatological um, community. Let me give you some few verses. This is powerful passage here. Ephesians chapter 2 talks about people of God. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's 
family. We are all the part of the family of God. Together we are his house, the God's house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. Look at the next verse. Powerful. We are carefully joined together in him, in Christ, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, through Christ, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. You see, we are family in God, in Christ Jesus. We are being built together as a house of God. In Christ, we are all built, being built together as a temple, a dwelling of God in the spirit. See, it is God's desire and God's heart. God was speaking when God has gave us a name that we are called to be house of prayer for all peoples. You see, in Isaiah 56, 8, the very next verse it says, the Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel declares, I will gather yet others to him beside those already gathered. You know, one of the things, and I, 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 I'm always I'm slow to trust and believe and do things. I remember about four years ago when Hope Church was getting ready to uh, move into uh, this place, I was the one who registered the most out of the older elders and pastors. I was the one who registered most and gave everybody grief. And I was so reluctant. But when we moved here, I saw the name, the gathering place written on the top of the building and, and met the Jewish rabbi in the Messianic Jewish congregation that meets here on Saturday, and the Saturdays, and finding out that they are the oldest the Messianic Jewish congregation in, 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 in the United States, I realized that word, the gathering place, came from this verse, Isaiah 56, 8. You see, God called us, who is a house of prayer for everyone, Isaiah 56, 7 church. Moved him to Isaiah 56, 8, building four years ago. And, you know, and what I didn't know was that God was ordaining our ways. Where would you find a place where Messianic Jewish congregation and mostly white community church and mostly Asian church in the afternoon and in the evening, mostly black church meeting in one building? God is literally saying this is a gathering place where God is gathering all the peoples. My house shall be called house of prayer for all peoples. Amen? Look at next two verses here, Revelation. This is what I mean by church is to be eschatological community. Church is to reflect the heaven. In Revelation, Apostle John had a, a, a vision of heaven in the, in the last days. And here he says, And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you, meaning Jesus, were slain. And by your blood, you ransomed people for God. From every tribe and language, people and nation, see, every tribe, people, nation, and tongue. Jesus saved, ransomed, and you, and you have made them a kingdom and priest to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Again, in chapter 7, it says, 
I looked again. I saw a large, huge crowd, too huge to count. Everyone was there. This MSG version. All nations and tribes, all races and languages were there, singing. They were standing, dressed in white robes, waving palm branches, standing before the throne and the Lamb, and heartily singing, salvation to our God on his throne. Salvation to the Lamb. Declaring, this is heavenly sin in an end time, eschatological time, when the, the kingdom of heaven, heaven shows all people, all race, all tongues are gathered loving God. You see, the church, house of God is to reflect the heart of God. And we, church, is to reflect the, the, what it looked like in, in, in the end times, in the heavens. The church is supposed to reflect God's heart where all peoples, all races, all uh, language and whatnot are all become family. We, are, we love one another. We grow as people of God together and building kingdom of God together. This is house of God for all people. Let me stop here. Where are we now? How are we doing here? God has called us to be house of prayer for all the people. God is moving and guiding us. How are we doing now? Remember God's word, John 3, 16. For God loved the world, all the peoples in it, so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him, everyone who believes in him, will not perish but have everlasting, eternal life in God. Look at what message version says. I like the way he puts it. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why. So that no one need to be destroyed. No one need to be destroyed. But we are all sinners in need of Savior. We are all broken people needing a Savior. But regardless of cultures, of races, or language, we are all sinners needing of God's salvation. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. And it says, God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son, merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. No, he came to help, to put the world right again. He is the one who will make all things right again. Jesus Christ, our Lord God, came to save those, anyone and everyone who will trust in him and make all things right in the world again. That gospel reminds us and tells us that God's house is supposed to be called to be house of prayer for all people where all people, the language, tribe, and, and races, and all are welcome. We become family of God, growing together. You see, this is what God had in mind when God called Abraham the father of faith. And said, you, he told him to go, and I'll, I'll bless you, I'll make you great. And God says, and I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse 
and in you, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. That's God's desire from the beginning. Through Abraham and his seeds, all people on the earth will be blessed, all the families. This has been God's desire from the beginning. This is a phrase that I use many times. We are to be more than open. I like the word open. Yes, we are open. Folks, that we say we are open to all the Spirit. But we, are, we need to be more than open. We need to be seeking after the Spirit of God. Not just open. We have to be more than just welcoming. Welcoming church is okay. We need to be more than welcoming. We have to be actually going and seeking and searching. The story that uh, uh, the children's uh, uh, message that Veronica was giving talked about that just now. You see, in Matthew 18, Jesus gives a short parable. What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray? And does he not leave the 99 on the mountains? Go and search for the one that is straying? Of course. If it turns out that he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over 99, which have not gone astray. So it is, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones perish. You see, it is not God's will that anyone perish. It is not God's will. So God has called, and God said, you, that my house will be called house of prayer for all the peoples. Where all the barriers are broken down, all the prayer barriers are broken down, where all are invited and all are brought into the house of God, becoming a family of God. The question is, not just are we open to be open? No. We are, yes, we, we, we are open. We want to be more than open. We want to be actively going after and loving people and seeing God's grace and mercy come in this world. We are called to be builders of hope. We are called to be, we are building hope in our lives and those around. We are to be building hope in this world because our Lord Jesus is the build hope of this world. I'm going to have the praise team come. I want to talk to you a little bit. God has been speaking to us in many ways. You see, God's message has been, I've been stuck on this passage and God's John 3, 16 for I don't know how long. God so loved the world. All the peoples in this world, yellow, black, white, purple, whatever colors, whatever culture, whatever ethnic background they may have, God loved each and every one. They are all, whether how broken you are, God loved all these people. God so loved the world. He didn't stop that. He gave his one and only son so that we don't need to be perish. We don't need to perish, but by trusting in him, we will find life in this world. God will transform our hearts and lives. The solution in this world is not in changing the system itself. It is really about our hearts being transformed by the grace and mercy of God, us being forgiven, our inner you know, man and soul being 
born again by the heavens, born above, turning our lives to God, becoming the people God called us to be. We are called to be hope bringers. We are to be for all the people. Are we loving? Are we going? Are we building God's house yet? Let's worship God together.